Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello, welcome back to the podcast, and will I? And I'd like to just recommend the Laneige Lip Sleeping Mask for right. all your lip needs. You don't say it right. It's I, Laneige. It's Korean, and I don't think they pronounce it Laneige. <laughs> Do you, do you know? I'm Elaine. <laughs> I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. No, really. How do you know that that's not how they say it? Well, that's how we say it, but I'm pretty sure that that's not how they say it. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action and adventure. We take turns selecting for a movie genre, movies that in our opinion have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give them a second chance. This week, on the podcast, is Carly's pick. For Tony's birthday! Hit the button. That was very high pitched. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're supposed to hit the button. I don't hit the button, you hit the button. <laughs> but then you can't hit the button as many times as you want if you don't hit the button yourself. True, but I don't like it when we hit the button over and over again. What? I think it gets a bit much. <laughs> hey, Tony's birthday's coming up. It's only really a bit much in that Actually. Elaine to John section <laughs> where it's just eight birthday episodes in a yeah, row because our birthdays are back to back that's true it has been a while since we had a birthday did you say birthday <laughs> <laughs> all right well we had tony's birthday episode mm-hmm. well he had his, his birthday pick yeah. which was a great movie yes. and if your friends if you're not sure what happened in that it's the one before this one <laughs> spoilers so, i liked it i start with our picks for tony's genre yes and I picked 2013's movie Enemy. Enema. Mm-hmm. Enemy. Enemy. I, I think I spelled something wrong. I watched a different movie. What is, what is this about? Are you trying to say this movie was as much fun as a colonoscopy? I didn't say that. I said I think I watched the wrong movie. You were thinking you had enemas on there. I had potato peel pie. Uh, all right. Which, which I saw. We went to uh, the grocery store the other day and... I had. Thir- I was just thinking about that. I had thirteen <laughs> items, so I didn't want to go right, with twelve look, items. Here's things. what happened: we approach all the aisles, and every light that's lit says twelve items or less. There is not an aisle that is lit that says but you can have more than twelve items. But I didn't see that at first, and I had thirteen items. And whenever somebody has more than twelve items in front of me, I always hope they get the the butt cancer. <laughs> so I didn't want to go in. But then I was like, she pointed that out, and I was like, oh fuck, okay, so I go. And then this chick behind me is like. That's more than 12 items. And I look back at her. She's buying a 40 and an enema. <laughs> so maybe we don't judge people before we have our night, our night of shit, beer, and anal sex. That's all I'm saying. It's a 40 of fucking, I don't know what the hell it was. Was oh, it man. old English? Uh, What's it know, called? Yeah. 45 that I comes in I'm not up on my 40s. I'm not 19. <laughs> but I had walked away, and I actually oh, brought God. back another item. <laughs> oh, God, you're 14. <laughs> and then Tony told me she said that. And by then, I, maybe somebody heard me say, every lane says 12 items or less, so just pick one. It doesn't fucking matter. By then, they had turned off one of the 12 items or less signs. But I was like, whatever. Probably when we got in line, they all said 12 items or less. Probably because of Edma Lady. <laughs> That's a great story. Yeah. I'm glad we saved it for all posterity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Can I make that my favorite um, tertiary object? It's your, your favorite, favorite line. Your favorite <laughs> No, my favorite tertiary object. What is it? The 40? Oh, I forgot oh, to pick a favorite tertiary object. Well, I'm glad I brought it up then. We just got All about right. an hour. All right. So, I have, um, you, I haven't been saying like little synopsises, but this is one of those movies where nobody knows what the fuck is going on. So, I found a little thing. That, um, yes, Carly. I'd like you to tell me what was this movie. <laughs> you can explain the plot to me. If you could tell me what this movie was about, that, that would be dandy. So I found a little thing that said both director and he. This, he's like French, so oh. I read it as Villeneuve, so but that is me. not Villanueva. how you say it. Villanueva. And leading actor Gyllenhaal. 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 Spoke of their desire to make the film a challenging exploration of the subconscious. So it's ultimately about repetition, the question of how to live, how we live and learn without repeating the same mistakes. And the two characters might be two sides of the same persona or a fantastic event where you get to see another version of yourself. But they're not really two different people. <laughs> right. So he is trying to figure himself out before he commits to life as an adult, you know, parent. Well, what I, I did read in the, in the trivia there was that they, all the spiders, they all had to sign NDAs saying they wouldn't tell anybody what the spiders were about. So the entire what? cast and they have to everything sign was like... Eight of them? Do they could know? They? <laughs> was like a big fuck do they know what the spiders are about? Because if someone could explain to me what the spiders mean, I, other than the fact that perhaps the writer of this had a spider fetish... Um, I'd be really interested because I still don't understand what those are about. You know, it's interesting. That it's based on a book called mm -hmm. The Double yeah. that was written by Jose Saramago. Yeah, I saw that. Who also wrote the book Blindness, which I almost watched in consideration of doing for this episode. <laughs> oh, is that the one with uh, the one Ruffalo? Where, with the disease where people yeah. go blind. That was kind of interesting. Looking. It's like a post-apocalyptic kind of... Uh, but like everybody's blind except one person and they're like locked in a mental institution. No, only the people that are blind are locked in the mental institution. But, I thought one of but them the lady's see. husband goes blind and she refuses to leave him. So she oh, goes okay. with him. So I was like, <laughs> that sounds terrible. But she's not the only person that's right. cited <laughs> in the world is what I'm saying. You are, you're alternatively wrong. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> Anywho. Um, there's no spiders in the book. That's something okay. they added just for the movie. That's what I was getting at with this. Right, right. <laughs> everything that I... Well, not everything that I read. Some people thought it was a sort of invasion of the body snatchers and the spiders are impersonating the people situation. Most people don't think that. They think that it's about how he feels weak because of females, because female spiders tend to be stronger than male spiders, and he feels caught up in the web of... Like, he's weak to women, and he's caught up in this web of... Growing up, or web of lies. <laughs> he's he's like stuck in this marriage with the pregnant wife. That's situation. weird because I feel like if if it was about being stuck, they should have shown more like webbing. But instead, it was all like sexualized spiders, mm -hmm. which makes me think somebody has somebody out there might be um, an eight legged freak. <laughs> hey. I'm sure there are people. <laughs> I mean, if that's your thing, I'm okay with it. But I didn't need to see a movie about it. <laughs> okay. Well, this movie mm -hmm. has a 6.9 on IMDb, a 61% Metacritic score, and a 71% Rotten Tomatoes. Very high. <laughs> what was it, Metacritic? Um, 61. And 61. 70, so 71 less than... 
audience. What was the Rotten Tomatoes? Rotten Tomatoes was 71 tomato meter, and the audience score was like 64. I I don't think too many people saw it. No. It's probably... That's why I could pick it. Because worldwide, it only grossed three million four hundred thousand. Yeah, but its budget was only like six hundred thousand. I couldn't find the budget. Where did you it's see on that? IMDb? <laughs> Hold on, it's on IMDb. It was not on my IMDb. <laughs> it said more information. The... Click here. Someone was saying probably didn't follow the rules. <laughs> Whatever. Again. Worldwide, it only made three million dollars. <laughs> That's a success. <laughs> Nobody fucking saw this movie. When you consider that director. Dennis Villanueva, that is not how you say his name. <laughs> um, also oh, did Arrival right. and Prisoners. You're right. I'm sorry. I thought that was the bu- the, was the budget, but that's the opening weekend in France. <laughs> <laughs> and I were looking at that, who knows? But I checked Wikipedia, too, because sometimes Wikipedia will tell me, and mm-hmm. it didn't say anything. Did you check either. Box Office Mojo? No. Mm. I've never checked that. You should check Box Office Mojo. This won a shit ton of awards, too, by the way. In Canada. Mostly in Canada, where <laughs> because it takes it's place. Canadian. And the director, I'm pretty sure, is not French. He's but French it's Canadian. French Canadian. <laughs> One point. John goes, John, that says something about when did this take place? And I told him, he's like, said, what? what year Actually, is this? Oh, the video I, store. I was, yeah, I was listening. To and I said, oh, it takes place. In, it's, I said, it's Canadian. And he's like, oh. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast where they talked about I don't know. She said that. it like, like a lot of video stores in Canada. I was like, I mean, it oh. It might have been 2013. Okay. The budget for Enemy is unknown, but most likely it was between five and ten million. Yeah, so definitely. There you go. But, uh, All those spider effects. Well, I was listening to another podcast talk about how you can't, you don't really know when this takes place. And since it takes place in his head, you really don't know. There's the some modern things store. like cell phones and laptops, no, but there's no, also no. things that aren't so He had modern. a Nokia flip phone. Yeah. That was the thing. Like when I saw the, when, I saw the, when I saw the rental store and then the flip phone, I'm like, okay, this is like in the 90s or something then, right? I thought early, mid-2000s. Yeah. Because there was a video store. Gives it away. But like yeah. the whole thing but is But there might be still video stores almost... in Canada. Or Canada. Yeah. I don't know how... Uh, Things are different in Canada. It's a completely different country. How do you know? You never... Well, no, I'm just saying. Excuse me. You haven't been there lately. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole movie is kind of... Um, like a different alternate university kind of thing is with it? all the yellows and the like. Oh, we're on Earth the, too. The world is different. The and multiverse. it's in his head, so it's not the same world that we live in. I like the blue filter. <laughs> I hate that too. I want normal. <laughs> normal. All right. So. All right. So we saw we talked about the book. The screenplay was written by Javier Goulon. Goulon. Um, he hadn't really, really done anything else I had super heard of. <laughs> a lot of stuff. It's a internationally produced movie from Spain and Canada. So the writers were Spanish and it took place in Canada. And so I looked at their IMDb's. If you like weird art films, I feel like perhaps you should check out their IMDb's. <laughs> we are starting starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. He's not a welcome back to the podcast, but he because he was is. not in the Jersey <laughs> Literary and Potato Kill podcast. You guys talk about him in association. Uh, are you sure? I, think he was I, in I thought he was actually. He and I was, was like, wait, him. wasn't he in the Jake Gyllenhaal Potato Peel Massacre? Which is why we always, you guys always say the Jake Gyllenhaal Potato Peel, and I'm like, he's not in that movie. <laughs> I think him. he was in that. No, he I think was, he was my favorite not. character in that. <laughs> the only welcome back to the podcast that I could find is Isabella Isabella Rossellini. Death yes. becomes her. Yeah. Um, our other two actresses that I'm going to mention because there's mm-hmm. some side characters, but they're mm-hmm. very few. Um, Sarah Gadden was in True Detective. 
Um, she's she plays Helen, and she was in Letterkenny. I've heard of that, but I've never seen it. Wait, which one? Oh, that's the wife. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was um, the wife in Dracula Untold. Oh, was she? Yes. yes. She does not pick yet. good husbands. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, and she seems unlucky in love. <laughs> no, because her husband in Dracula Untold did lots of things for her. That's true. He turned into a Dracula. <laughs> well, he was a Dracula before and that. And he had to turn it. Well, we'll get to that. He was a vampire. I've never seen that. <laughs> I have a feeling what? you will. You know what? You might. It's not... It's vampires not... are coming back around. We've <laughs> so been I, off of vampires I for a while. I strongly thought about doing Blade 3 for Tony's birthday because <laughs> we've been off of them for so long. Uh, we have to finish that trilogy. At some yeah, point. we do. Yeah. Eventually. but I, uh, I did pick something for Tony's birthday, but it hasn't been my pick yet, so that may be the pick. I picked a trilogy, but I went with a different one. Okay. It better well, not be Tremors 3. If you guys had mentioned it, I would have done it. <laughs> yeah. Then we would have gotten to see this. <laughs> I'm glad we saw this. So when someone says, hey, you ever see Enemy X? Like, yes. You know how you were <laughs> telling me about that. how you were talking to one of your groups with people that like some of these movies that we shit on and how they don't want to listen because we get real mad? Uh-huh. I feel like this might be one of those <laughs> I don't think that we're I all that going on. in. <laughs> All right, well, go ahead. All right, What's the only on? other actress I'm going to mention, Melanie Laurent. That's probably not how you say her name either. From I know Boris her Bastards. from Inglourious Bastards. Yeah. She was, She's French, though, so... She's the, the big face or whatever. <laughs> She's the one who sets them all ablaze. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because she was Jewish and her whole family got killed. She was like, I'm going to kill every Nazi in the world. Mm-hmm. I can see why she'd be upset. She did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> She killed all the important ones, or most of the important well, ones. Well, no, because the fire didn't kill them. It would have killed them. But the bear Jew shot Hitler in the face well, for yes. like 45 minutes. <laughs> yes. It would have killed them. We're going to say it's a team effort. She yeah. couldn't have known Good that job. they were going to be no, there. The, it, it, <laughs> much like this movie there was a lot of SGO. in alternate reality. Yes. <laughs> really wish we could do that for your birthday. What, Glorious Bastards? Mm-hmm. She was really good in Glorious... <laughs> what year did Inglorious Bastards come out? Um, Around this time. No, I wanted, no, it was before this. It had to be so 2000. So she did Bastards, and then 10. she got read this script where she just gets they the said, old high hard one for 45 minutes, <laughs> and she thought naked. this would help <laughs> her career. There's she, so much so naked in this movie. Estelle called her and said, darling, I got, I got a movie script for you. And she says, that's great. What is it? You're going to be with Jake Gyllenhaal. She says, is there a potato peel pie? No, but don't worry about that. He's but, never wearing clothes around you. <laughs> but in the first 45 minutes, you're going to have sex with him. Wow. 2009. So she must not have... And she was in uh, Now You See Me as well. Interesting. Um, yeah. She must not have done she's well. Terrible. Can you imagine, like, she's got a boyfriend or a husband or something comes home. I'm going to be in a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, great. What are you going to do? I'm going to fuck him for the whole movie. <laughs> be naked a lot. Steadily working as well between the two films. So she did not need to... Do, she must have been intrigued by this... Script. What could this script have read like? <laughs> Maybe she just really wanted to show her boobies on screen. Yeah. No, because you, you watch does, a movie. I will say. But like, if you read just the script to this movie, what would make you want to yeah, do it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Like, especially Maybe if she one, just wanted to work with Gyllenhaal in this I mean, director. you have to have really liked yeah, the director and wanted to work with him. And he is a good director. Did you read the, tri- didn't the trivia say whether Helen was really pregnant or not? No, it didn't. The actress? She had to have been pregnant. Well, that's a hell of a prosthetic because she I'm got sure naked. I'm sure she too. was pregnant. Or a body double, maybe. I don't know, but she. All right, well, let's get started okay, here. So, like 45 I have minutes two time. reviews. Oh, just yeah. like always. That I feel Not like always. Sometimes some people have three, <laughs> sometimes people have none. <laughs> sometimes they're just. You can't pick. Right. 
I know. These are both, well, one is five stars and one is two stars. They're kind of say the same thing. Okay. <laughs> That's why I picked them. I thought that was So odd. just read them and we'll decide which one is which. Oh, there you go. This says, much like with Arrival, the director refuses to spoon feed the audience and so leaves you to make up your own mind about what's going on. Your enjoyment of the film will depend on this factor. I loved Arrival. I never saw it. Eh. I liked it a lot. And the yeah. other one says, the director, they name him, but since I can't say his name, <laughs> the director's ingenious script <laughs> and dreamlike visuals combined with not one, but two great performances by Jake Gyllenhaal this is the fact. add up to make this weird, surreal, and engrossing Lynchian movie a fascinating watch. Mm. This is the most not-for-everyone movie he's ever done, <laughs> but if it's for you, it's really for you. <laughs> All right, well, that's the All five, right. the first one's the two. Also, that's a really good review. <laughs> this is the most not for everyone, but if it's for you, it's really for you. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. I think there's the same review for Streets of Fire. <laughs> I think that should sum up every movie Streets we do. Streets of Fire was Lynchian. <laughs> I don't know, but the line, it's not for everyone, but if it's for you, it's really for you. Pretty much goes for that. every movie we've mm, ever done on this yeah. podcast. No review. I mean, of the two movies, which one got an anime to copy it? <laughs> well, just, just saying. I'm sure there's an anime that's anime-like. I hope not. Most anime are anime-like. You're like, what is going on? This guy turned into a panda, and this one <laughs> flies when he eats watermelons? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's awesome, sure. <laughs> Whatever you say. All right, Tony, what did you think going into this movie? About anime? <laughs> No, 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 about an enemy. enemy. Oh. An- about anime or enemy? Enemas. Enemas, not a fan. I didn't know I don't didn't know anything about this movie, never heard of this movie. No potatoes in it. So I was like, alright, we'll check it out. Let's see what's going on. Okay. What about you, John? I thought Jake Gyllenhaal, he's really hit or miss. And it's like either it's what I think is good or his movies are shit. Like he doesn't do a middle ground. So here we go, flip a coin. <laughs> I've managed to dodge all of his movies somehow. Like, everyone's like, oh, dude, he's so good. I was like, you know what? And they're like, no, he's really good in this. I was like, I never heard of that. And I've only seen him in Spider-Man. <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of. He was great in that. <laughs> yeah, he was good in it, but I was like, I've never seen any of his movies. Somehow he always does these weird lower-end movies that I just miss. I've well, seen Brokeback Mountain. That was I good. didn't see that. Was it good? I, I, I enjoyed it. I don't think I've seen that. I feel like you really have to like unrequited love and romances to enjoy Brokeback Mountain. Oh, really? I think it's really more of a bromance. You don't, you know, I can't quit you, man. But yeah, I haven't seen it. Hmm. It doesn't strike me as a movie you would like. <laughs> you don't like romance. <laughs> you, you aren't. You don't enjoy gay erotica. <laughs> but I do enjoy Heath Ledger. Interesting. <laughs> like speaking of that. Uh, as we were talking about last week, I read a gay yeah. romance. The, the time the Joker banged Mysterio. I, when I watched <laughs> Brokeback the Mountain, it was in theater when it first came out, before I ever started mm-hmm. reading romance. And I'm interested, like, I would be interested to watch it again and see, you know, because I was also a lot younger when it came out. So the world has changed and I have changed. And how do I feel about it now? I would be interested in watching mm-hmm. it again. It's a good movie. I'd watch it again. My thoughts on this movie. Oh, yeah. So I read the, <laughs> I read the sentence on the IMDb. This is about a man who s- sees a man in a movie that looks just like him. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And you, it's supposed to be some sort of thriller. And I thought, oh, this could be, this could be fun. 
hope this is fun. <laughs> like when you hear the premise, it's like that's a comedy, right? Because this is just this could be funny. This could be a lot. <laughs> Someone else just take that same premise, write this movie, hilarious. Make it like an action comedy or something, but don't cast like an old weird like. I think it could be a good person. action. Get somebody new up as like yeah. if your body double is like say an assassin or someone involved in crime and mistaken identity. John's like that's a comedy. I'm like, but it's not necessarily a comedy. It could be a serious thing. Yes, but every time that that guy's trying to not get killed, it's gonna be funny. To you. <laughs> to you. Could be very intense. I want you to watch a movie called The Brothers Grimm. That was supposed to be funny, though. Not The Brothers Grimm. The Brothers Grimm is a Heath Ledger, uh, Matt Damon movie, and I enjoyed that. Nobody liked that movie. Yeah, that movie was was not good. It was how the French say la poop. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes that movie. More people like Battlefield Earth than like that movie. Uh, also, it's like, boom. It's like a <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we, we were 150, 56 episodes in and no one has done Battlefield Earth yet. I might. You made me watch Slither. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do it, I'll do it for your birthday. I don't give a shit. All right, so... You, you can either talk about Battlefield Earth or I can talk about Battlefield Earth. Mm, you might want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it, but... I have a feeling you probably won't enjoy it. Although, how do you feel about Barry Pepper? And John Travolta yelling rat brains for 20 minutes. I'm not a John Travolta fan. <laughs> really? This is not his finest hour. But Forrest Whitaker is in it. It's better than Look Who's Talking Now. True. <laughs> Most things are. <laughs> I mean, I've seen worse. Seen what? I've seen worse. And than, he gave than Look Who's Talking Now? Yeah. And what? I, he and gave I, Tony some Jack serious side eyes. Jack Frost 2? Or yes. Look Who's Talking Now? I would rather watch Look Who's Talking Now for the rest of my life Please than ever have to see Jack Frost. I don't think that's Sophie's <laughs> choice in my life. That's a weird poll. We should put it up on the Facebook page. I honestly don't know if I ever saw Look Who's Talking Now. Well, I'm not thinking for the podcast. <laughs> you know what? You're be- you just keep on talking about Look Who's Talking, but I don't know about... Anyway, anyway. A whole lot of Christy Alley and John Travolta. So this movie opens, we pan over Toronto. And we hear a voicemail, Isabella Rossellini's voice. It's your mother. Thank you for showing me your new apartment. I'm worried about you. How can you live like that? Anyway, call me back. <laughs> That's kind of what, I mean, she didn't say, I, I didn't say everything <clears throat> she said. but. And we see a man sitting in a car listening to the voicemail. And we get a flash to a pregnant woman sitting on a bed in her underpants. And then... The line or the words chaos is order yet undeciphered are on the screen. But they kind of blend in with the opening credits, so you kinda <laughs> you gotta be watching this movie or you miss shit. I thought it said undecided. Oh, undeciphered. Undeciphered. So then we watch two men walk down a long hallway, one holding a key, and when he opens the door they enter a dark room where a small audience of men is watching a nude woman masturbate on stage. And I was like, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I was like, um... Some people call this an erotic thriller. (laughs) Some people. I don't know that I would go that far, but there is a lot of nudity in this movie. Yeah, but it's erotic. (laughs) I will tell you, after watching this opening sequence, I said to John, I feel disgusting. (laughs) I want to take a shower. I would never watch farther than this. Oh, I, I was confused. I was like, what in this shit is the this? The way <laughs> this is shot with just the way that the men are watching, but yet don't even seem that interested in it. Mm-hmm. And like just the sound of her moaning, which also kind of sounds like 
not happy moaning. <laughs> I, oh, God, no. No, thank you. I'm very, no. Nope. Yeah, it was creepy. Nope, nope. Well, and they no. never talk about this weird cult again. Yeah, they yeah, do. They do. <laughs> oh, yeah, the dude in the elevator. Yeah. Okay. Other than that, this is, there's no fucking point to this. Also, the key. There is a point to this. Anywho. <laughs> Keep going, because it gets weirder. Um, we watch the two men. They've gone into the room. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal sits down and he kind of puts his hands over his face but he's still watching and you can see he has a wedding ring on and these two women come out after the one lady is done and they're both in like silk robes one has a platter one takes the robe off and she's naked and then the other one takes her robe and takes the lid off the platter and it's a tarantula, tarantula. and then the naked lady goes to step on it and that's all we see yeah. <laughs> Were Something. any tarantulas harmed in the film? <laughs> I know. I actually like, like covered my eyes. Like I don't. Want to I see thought she was going to stab it with that stiletto. Yeah, I was like, it's going to be gross. Mm-hmm. They, they cut off before that. Yeah. Uh huh. Elaine's like, is she going to have sex with an eel or something like that? Yeah, I thought it was going to be tentacle porn. <laughs> I thought like it was going to be a dish with an octopus. Actually, no. I was really sure it was going to be tentacle porn. I didn't. The first time I thought, I did not know what to expect. I thought it was going to be a bolivian. I expected tentacle porn, and I was going to be really fucking angry. high. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next we cut to the same man, looking uh, like a disheveled college pr- professor, teaching a class about dictatorships and how they control their people. They control ideas and knowledge through the education system, information censorship, limiting of culture, distraction, and this is a pattern that repeats itself throughout history. From what I understand, the book had a lot to do with totalitarian governments, like the book The Double that this movie's based off of. So a lot of people, when they analyze this movie, put a lot of government stuff in there. And mm. we're in the web uh, that the government has created for us, and we're trapped in here, that kind of stuff. You're trying to say that Nancy Pelosi has a double? Maybe. <laughs> um. So, anywho, um, that's one of the reasons why they have, a, like, why he's teaching that. Also, because we're talking about how this is a pattern that repeats itself, and there's a lot of patterns. Do we repeat our patterns? Do we learn from our mistakes? That's kind of what the movie's about. Mm. So I didn't get any of that. Sub- <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get any of this subtext. <laughs> See, the problem is that right now they're talking about history, and everybody's still like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> like, wait a minute, hold on, I need a second, and you're on history. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, not ready to talk about history. Some naked woman just stepped on a spider. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of subtext that I didn't get any of that because I was just, what? <laughs> Why? What? What? <laughs> Do I have to watch him fucking again? (laughs) (laughs) It's a pattern. (laughs) All right, Carly's not wrong. Oh, man. We're about to see a lot of pattern coming up. He rides the train home, and we they do pan up, and we see the web-like wires over the train. And then he goes home to a crappy apartment, which you understand why his mom was like, how do you live like that? And he just has a chair in the living room. And uh, I suppose just a bed in the bedroom. There's really nothing in here. And he has a drink. And uh, a woman arrives and they eat and have drinks together. And then they have sex. She gets dressed and leaves. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, what they call the hibbity-dibbity. That's what I wrote in my notes. (laughs) (laughs) As proper use of the word. We go back to his class, same lecture, but he seems less 
prepared. Like, he's having a harder time getting through the Wasn't election. Wasn't he late to that day The second time. No, that's not yet. Okay. But as this pattern progresses, it seems like he's getting worse. Something is, like, wrong. You might say I that. thought Excuse he was me. going through a very big bout of depression. Yeah. It appears that way. <laughs> um, he goes home to grade papers. The woman comes back over, hangs out. They have sex again. We see her leave again afterwards. Um, and we just keep kind of repeating not the full scene but bits of it enough to know that this just keeps happening it's like they pretty much just repeat the sex part yeah (laughs) like they don't have I don't get the impression here that they have a very deep meaningful relationship like this is all about going to pound town Yeah. yeah so and we see we always see him afterwards alone in the bed she never stays well he's gotta go home to his wife yeah (laughs) Although it seems like she's going home to her husband more than he's going home to the wife. <laughs> I don't know. It is odd. She gets upset one time and is like, stop, stop, and then just fucking leaves. And I paused it, and I'm like, what the fuck is her problem, first of all? Second of all, 14 minutes of them fucking I've watched. <laughs> well, I'm about to talk about that one. I mean, did you figure out why she says stop? Like, she just no. freaked out and was like, stop! I'll, I'll talk about that. It's like, hammer time. I don't know. <laughs> all right. So... We go, we're in like the teacher's lounge and another professor talks to him about movies. Does he go to the movies? He says he doesn't go out much. He doesn't really like movies. And the guy's like, you can rent movies and watch them at home. And he's like, yeah, but I don't give a shit about movies. <laughs> yeah, this guy he's made like, like it's a pip- you know, you can rent movies. <laughs> Thanks, 1985. And he's like, is there a reason that we're having this conversation? Is there a movie you want me to watch? I don't understand what's happening here. And wouldn't you know, it's amazing. That the one movie that he suggests is the movie that he's in. Yeah. Do you think he had this conversation with his teacher at all? No, I think he had the conversation I mean, with himself. Yeah, or do you think it's the all teacher, happening in his head? Or, so. <laughs> or do you think the teacher saw him in this movie and is trying to get him to admit he acted in a movie? <laughs> Maybe. No, I think it happened in his head. Is he in, is he in movies? Yeah. Yeah. Well, his mom says that he needs to stop his side job of being an actor. I thought she said you need to stop. This uh, fantasy delusion, of fantasy being of being a third-rate actor. Yeah, but yes, it doesn't is, mean he wasn't actually. In I think movies. he was actually in movies. Okay. <laughs> but you're right that we don't know. Don't know. <laughs> that could all be made up in his head. <laughs> um, so anyway, the guy suggests a local film called "Where There's a Will, There's a Way." And then on the way home, he passes a video store and was like, "Fuck it, I'll try it." And. Uh, then he goes home, puts it aside, goes to grade papers. His lady friend is there again. She thinks she's drunk. And she's like, you want to go to bed? And he's like, yeah, but I'm going to finish these papers first, and then I'll join you. And then I'll, so, then I'll bone you down. Usually you they just go to bed and have sex. So she goes to bed, and she's naked, and she's like, he'll be here in like 20 minutes. And then he watches the whole fucking movie, and she's asleep. Like, she doesn't <laughs> but sleep But she's asleep. All that means no. <laughs> <laughs> He woke That's her up. Why she said stop. Oh, I missed that bit. <laughs> she yeah, I was thought this was asleep. a whole other day. And oh. he just started kissing her shoulder up behind her and just bam right there. And she's right like, up Main Street. Ouch! In the prison wall. <laughs> and then he turns her over and just starts going and she's like, I am not ready for this. <laughs> well now I see why she's so upset. It makes perfect sense because if she's asleep. Yeah, friends, fellas, fellas, put your shit on receipt for a second. If she's asleep, that means no. It doesn't mean get behind her and give her the old potato peel. <laughs> Don't put your Jake Gyllen down her hall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my ready. God. 
<laughs> I was saying, don't don't show your Jake Gyllen balls. But, uh, <laughs> that was earlier. We were watching. Oh man! So uh, so he's like, "What's wrong?" And she's like, "I'll call you tomorrow." And she leaves. And she's like, "Fuck this." <laughs> he's like, "I'm trying." <laughs> <laughs> So then he has a dream about the movie. The scene in one scene in particular jolts him awake where there's a bellhop that looked a lot like him. So he gets the movie out in his laptop and he speeds through to that point and he's like, fuck that dude looks just like me. Although in the movie Jake Gyllenhaal has quite a beard and that bellhop is very clean shaven. We yeah. all know that's what he looks like without yeah. a beard. But if I had never seen him before, I'd be like, mm. yeah, but <laughs> no. He kind of looks like Mysterio but, like that. <laughs> but it's him. Yeah. And he knows what he looks like he without knows, a beard. Yes. But also the problem with it was the problem with that I had beginning with this movie was the the we don't know what's going on in the beginning, so it's weird. We don't know what's going we, on in the end. Yeah, <laughs> but it's weird because... But the middle. That's still boring. No. And the soundtrack makes it sound like there's something happening, but no. you're like, there's nothing fucking no, there's, happening. I don't know if it's a soundtrack so much as just sounds, because there's a lot of like weird scraping and noises. Yeah. That's like, if I have to hear much more of this, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to this movie. Cause <laughs> it's all scraping. But the thing that was weird to me was like, he's like, oh, that guy looks like me. That's a big deal. Why? And well, then he like would, freaks out about it, yeah. and then he starts going crazy. I was like, "Or a guy looks like you? What are you what are, you're just a white dude." Like, John what? had this problem too. Like, <laughs> why is this fucking earth shattering? Such a big deal. I'd be like, "Holy shit, that's so cool! Let me call yeah. his agent, dude. Yeah. We look alike." And that would be it. <laughs> I wouldn't like, stalk yeah, the like, dude. Totally yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. I was saving that for later. <laughs> but, but when John had this revelation, he's like, I would call the agent and I would what, be like, what? Tell him what? You're, I got my identical hand. <laughs> and then we started singing. I'll email him a picture of me. I go, hey, dude, you look just like me. See? Isn't that cool? Goodbye forever. Like, no, let's get <laughs> coffee and talk about this. It's yeah, like, I just want to see you face to face. That's going to be cool. Yeah, that might be cool. After that, I'd be like, okay, well, this was but, fun. Have but, a good one. But the other side of it is like, I would be like, well, he's like, no, fuck you. Whatever. I'm like, okay, calm down, guy that played the third bellhop in some fucking movie. Like, who the hell are you? you know? Like, you're not like, you know, I thought at one point he was going to this gated community. I was like, okay, what are they getting paid for being the third bellhop in this fucking movie? Because he was in two so movies. Like, you're not Brad Pitt. Nobody recognizes yeah, nobody you. <laughs> I don't know. He's got to have some money. Apparently, he's paying for two uh, apartments. Apparently, <laughs> paying for two, two girls and two apartments and maybe two cars. I don't know. Well, at least a motorcycle and a car. Yeah, a motorcycle and a car, yeah. Anyway, um, but because we know now, if you didn't know then, (laughs) that since this is all going on in his head, he's, it's like his personality's meeting each other and he's freaking out. Well, you don't, I mean, I don't know about you guys, I didn't know no, I didn't know no until the phone call at the school. That's when I knew. Um, when did I know? I was like, oh, they didn't show me answer. Okay, fuck this movie. Yeah, I know what's going on. I, I thought there were several people the whole time. Really? I, yes, no, I do he, not think there Once the he didn't person. answer the phone call, I'm either, that's because it's one person or the movie wants me to believe that, so I'm just going to go with that. But I was like, that's what it was. Because mm-hmm. it rung, and as soon as, he's, as soon as he walked into the darkness, he picked up, and I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, I, knew, I knew definitively when he's like, you have a scar right here? You have a scar right here. I'm like, all right, well, that makes you the same yeah, person. Yeah. <laughs> you're not a... Elaine goes, Siamese twins. I said it would be on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> also, that would suck if you're just connected by this little piece. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's the same person. This is some fucking fight club shit. But we never... 
They also never really show both of them together with the scar. So every time he's looking at the scar, we don't really know which one is looking at it, Adam or Anthony. Well, I was, I was 100% positive when he had dinner with his mother, and it was definitely Adam. And then he started talking to him like he was Anthony. I was like... That. And then the movie switched. And then Anthony cool. died. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Carly, sorry. We gotta, we gotta, no, we gotta, you're fine. Well, you did it too. I'm actually glad we have stuff to talk about. I thought I was just going to read my notes and you guys would be like, God, I hated this and we'd be done. <laughs> <laughs> we were just waiting for the movie to start. <laughs> we were like 45 minutes and I was like, what? <laughs> but go ahead, Carly. Where are we at? Uh, well, this is when he's late to class. Right, there we go. And it's a new lecture. This one focuses on, now they've talked about dictatorships, now they're going to talk about specific dictators, I guess. Heigl. And uh, he said, or philosophers about dictators. He said, the greatest world events happen twice. The first time is a tragedy, the next time is a farce. And uh, at home, he is preoccupied by the man in the movie. And he find, he watches the credits, and he gets the names of the Bellmen, because they're not named characters, Bellman 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> he Googles all of them, which I did think it was funny. I had to get out, like, the Ethernet cable yeah. and plug his computer like, What year is this? <laughs> it's Canada. It's, like, 2040. <laughs> and uh, he learns that his doppelganger is named Daniel St. Clair, and he has been in more movies. So... He gets the movies. Cause what, what do you have? A vitamin water commercial? Yeah. Big time. <laughs> so he watches the other movies just to find Daniel St. Clair in them. And he's rather disturbed by this man who looks just like him. Again, why is he so disturbed? Like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> so he looks through some photos and finds one that has been ripped in half. Ah, this is also confirming, because later on we see that same picture. Yes, we do. And uh, we only see him and that someone's arms are wrapped around him, but we don't, that other person's been ripped out. And in this photo, he's got a little stubble, but not a beard like he has now, and he holds up the picture to the dude's uh, headshot. And, you know, they're the same person. <laughs> it's like, that's Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. As so, if there were two Jake Gyllenhaals. Which... Only Maggie Gyllenhaal thinks it's a bad idea. <laughs> so at work, he continues to struggle and is very distracted. He ignores a call from his mother while finding the address for the talent agency. He buys some sunglasses and goes to the building where the agency's office is. And fucking creepily sits across the street and, like, hangs out in the back yeah. seat. In his car. back seat. I thought that was odd. Why is he always sitting in his back seat when he's watching things? <laughs> well, maybe the other Jake's driving. I don't know. <laughs> it's like... Instead of Jesus take the wheel, or Jake take the wheel. <laughs> it's in a locked building with security, so he watches until someone leaves, and he runs for the door. All right, here's the fucking stupidest thing. <laughs> this is a mo- You look just like this person. <laughs> not to be like, it hello, does not occur it's to him me. to do that. <laughs> Open the door. <laughs> I forgot my fob. So the first time, he doesn't make it in time. The second time, he the doesn't car. go back to his car. He just stands nearby, and he runs in. And then he sees the security desk, and he's like, shit. And he gets all nervous, security. and the first thing the security desk is like, hey, Anthony, what's up? And he's like, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> it could be a worse fucking actor right now. It's like, my God. Well, he's not the actor. <laughs> and it was supposed to be like he's acting the nervous, all awkward. Uh, awkward college professor. It's like, hey, I haven't seen you in forever. It's like, yeah, man. 
It's been a while. How long has it been? He's like, I don't know, six months. I'm like, ha ha, maybe more. <laughs> it's awkward. It really is. And he's like, there's nobody here. It's Saturday. He's like, oh, I forgot it was Well, the, you know, the studio sent me over a thing. Yeah. Right. So the guy's like, I haven't seen you in six months. Let me check see if you have some mail. Oh, yeah, it is. Isn't that shit yeah. amazing? We keep mail indefinitely. At the front desk for an actor that has just... Got some from George mail. Burns and something. Yeah. <laughs> This mail is new mail. Mm-hmm. This mail is new mail. Arrived. Let's see. I got something for Lucille Ball, Sinatra. <laughs> oh, here's you. Because well, you we just don't, We don't know how long ago the opening sequence is in this. There's got a little bit of a timeline issue here. Mm-hmm. We don't. But in the elevator, the guy says, over, I can't stop thinking about the other night. So yeah, it's so within We assume a matter weeks. of weeks. <laughs> so this would be new mail it's because new mail. they changed the keys and they were sending him a new key. So he can go watch some... Some more sex show. Yeah, I was gonna Whatever say spy- I was gonna say spider porn, but either one. <laughs> I don't think he wants to watch spider porn because a lot of times the woman eats the man afterwards. I don't want to watch spider. No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not home right now. I'm walking. Leave a message. I'll call you back. So no he takes the envelope and runs to his car because because he just committed a felony by. <laughs> 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 Does. Or not, because he does mail. Turns out he doesn't. At this point in the movie, I was on board as another person. Later on, well, I think that's the same guy. You're like, that makes this really weird, because now this guy knows for sure, like, that was him. He's like, wow, you're acting really weird. Well, Maybe he, he says, you actors, you're strange, or something like which that. Which is a nice way of saying you're fucking nuts. Actors or you weird. might be high as, you know, camel ass. Camel, oh. giraffe ass, that's what I meant. So he opens the envelope, and inside is another envelope. And the outside envelope said it was for Daniel St. Clair, and inside it has his real name, Dan- Anthony. Anthony Clair, and his address. And he's like, ooh, luck. And it says personal and confidential, and he doesn't open it. <laughs> well, I don't see why you He wouldn't. just gets the guy's name and address off of it. <laughs> so uh, he drives to the building where he lives. And does a little with his sunglasses on, looking at it. He parks in a parking garage, and he like looks like he's trying to count, like he would know that this is the right side of the building anyway. And he, like trying to figure out which apartment it would be. I, and, when he was doing that, I thought of um, Captain America, um, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. When he's like, "What floor are you on?" Oh, yeah. He's like, "I'm on the eleventh. He goes, "The numbers are not on the outside." <laughs> <laughs> I thought of when it. they might not have a thirteenth floor. <laughs> I thought of when Joey was trying to find the hot chicken Ross's. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three. One, two, three. Well, that's the and he kept, That's the stairwell. And he, kept, <laughs> and he kept ending up at Ross's apartment. He's like, "Hey, damn it!" <laughs> okay, so we all went to different places. Oh man, so um, I already had Joey on the brain. He calls information to get the dude's phone number because he has his name and address. And uh, instead of calling from his cell phone, he goes to a payphone and calls the number. A woman answers and thinks it's her husband, Daniel. And she's like, Anthony. Oh, Anthony. Anthony. Yeah, why did I write that? Anyway. Well, because it's there confusing. My notes, yeah, it's a little Because <laughs> there's actually three names. Because <laughs> yeah. there's a bunch of guys. Just keep calling them Jake. Yeah. <laughs> it's four From people. State Farm? Well, I, actually, five. I actually didn't start writing Adam until almost the end. I just call him the professor the whole time. The professor. Because we don't name him yeah. until much later. What was the other movie that we did was like this? That you didn't know who his name was? There was another movie where we kept getting the names wrong because of, it was one guy with two names. Oh, I can't remember what it was. I thought there was one, there was a movie we did where a guy, the character didn't have a name. 
Well, there was one that Elaine did where she just kept changing his name. <laughs> that was recently on the Anaconda yeah. episode. But no, I thought we did. Every time he was up, he had a different name. I thought we did one where they never said the name of the main character. Maybe. Um, I know there was there was one where a guy had two names and they kept fucking it up. Yeah. Mm. Oh well. There's no way to find out. Yeah. It's <sighs> always Christina. Christina. But she's like, "Where are you calling me from?" And he's like, "I'm not. I'm My, not Anthony." I'm not Anthony. Who do you think? And she's like. Stop messing with me, dude. Why yeah. are you fucking with me? <laughs> He's like, I'm calling to talk to Anthony. And she's like, you are Anthony. <laughs> He's not here. <laughs> I'll have him call you're not here. <laughs> I but cannot explain this to call, you. He's kind of freaked her out. And she's like, who are you? <laughs> I'm going to do that to Elaine. She's going to forget. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call her on her cell phone looking for me. <laughs> So like, then, dumbass, you called me from your phone. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. By the end of the conversation, they both are kind of freaked out a little bit, and he hangs up. And then... Uh, well, yeah, because at this point, he's no, acting he's, really, really, really weird. She's freaked out, but he's more than a little freaked out. Well, she deserves to be freaked out. He's having some sort of nervous breakdown. Uh-huh. Like, the fact that a woman answered the phone is like, he can't handle it. She thinks he's him, but he's not him. But he's, like, he's having a nervous breakdown. Well, because if I called... To talk to me, and you answered the phone. I don't think that no, I'm out. I wouldn't be freaked out by that. Like, oh, a woman answered the phone. I'd be freaked out if I was home. Right. Well, he's freaking I'm trying, out Carly. I'm trying to make sense of this. He's freaking out because this is his wife. His wife, and this is the part of him that doesn't have a wife. And then he's talking to his wife. And it's messing up his brain. <laughs> you know what this is reminding me of? This he's is having to face me. reality and he doesn't like it. It's reminding me of the movie you picked for my last birthday. What movie was that? The Perfect Host. Oh, yeah. Where he just saw everything and wasn't happening. That's true. No, that was I hadn't even put that together. David Hyde Pierce. I picked some weird mm. movies for you. Yeah, movie. apparently. <laughs> I don't know what yeah, she's trying was, to say. But that one had the fun conga line. <laughs> that one did have a fun conga That line. was a fun movie. Even though it wasn't. That, that movie had shit happening, though. There isn't shit happening in this movie. He's freaked out. Over yes, nothing. But over nothing. It doesn't make any sense at all for him to be this freaked out. It literally makes no sense. Well, it does Other than he's having some sort of psychotic break. He's having, a, he's having an say, identity crisis. I was going to say a mental episode and he needs to seek some help. Definitely a mental episode. Because he definitely has a split personality. So the whole thing's freaking him out and he, but he has to call back. Like he Arthur has Fleck. to talk to Anthony. So he paces back and forth around his apartment and then he makes the call. This time Anthony answers and is like, what the fuck, dude? Don't call me. I'm going to call the police. <laughs> See, this part here is interesting. No, because he's like, I called earlier, and then he's like, I'm calling the police. But, like, I would have just talked. Like, even if the guy (laughs) freaked my wife out, I would have just tried to see what he wanted. Because why did he even freak? So this guy called, and I thought it was you, because he sounded exactly like you. But then he said he wasn't you, and I thought you were playing a trick on me. But then he just seemed really weird, and it it really kind of freaked me out, hon. Because he... (laughs) But that's not like anything bad. Right. Like he didn't say something creepy to her, or. Well, we haven't had a landline since like 2006, so it's not really an issue. We were early on that. Why do we have a landline train? Yeah. So Anthony purposes. hangs up on him, and then he calls back, and he's like, "Just hear me out. Just hear me out." He's like, uh, "This is." Um, 
I just want us to meet because we look exactly alike and we sound exactly alike and it's freaky and I just think we should meet for coffee and see each other. <laughs> and I watched all your movies. You're good. <laughs> yeah, he says, I watched all your movies. You're good. You're real, real good. I really liked your performances. And it's like all three of them? Yeah. Where he was like a tertiary object? <laughs> so we cut to Anthony's house. And this is the first time we see Anthony's house. It's a much nicer house than the professor's. <laughs> well, think about it. I mean, they have two salaries that are paying for two different houses, but this yeah. one is where all the money is. Yeah. Because that's where he has his wife, not his side piece. <laughs> so his wife overhears him in the bathroom talking to someone and saying, never, never, never call here again. And uh, he comes out and she's like, who was that on the phone? And he's like, it was that dude they called earlier. He seems like a stalker. He talked about how he likes me in my movie roles. And she just laughs. And she's like, you're messing with me. It's like, no one likes you. And she's like, seriously, though, who was on the phone? And he's like, that dude was on the phone. And she is like, are you seeing her again? And uh, this is when we learn for sure that he has a problem with fidelity. Hi, Fidel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, real quick. Any you know, Fidelity. You know that have, that's a series now? No. Starring um, Zoe, what's her name? Uh, uh, Lisa Bonet and Len Kravitz's daughter. Oh. Uh, is, is Zoe pl- Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. There you go. <laughs> she's the lead keep, character. About. She's the lead character, and they're doing the, like, she's evidently, she's him, and then, but now she's, like, gay. But goes through the whole thing. I'm like, right. okay. That might be cool if it was a remake movie, but I don't want to watch it as a series. I don't know if there's enough there for a series. Exactly. What I'm like, you, what do you... After, after we'll season one, you're be like... Mm. And the record store, like... I know records are making a comeback thanks to hipsters. Thank you, hipsters. But they're not really so much of a comeback that I think you could make money off a record store. Well, there's there are also not enough characters in that. Like Empire Records, you could do a series out of that because there's like 15 characters. This was like five. Yeah. And only three worked at the... All I'm saying is there better be a buried job in the Uptown Five. In there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there is. Then I'm out. All right, go ahead, <laughs> Sorry for the little side note there. So they get into a fight. And uh, was that her on the phone? And he's like, it was a man. He's yelling at her now. It was a man. I told you it was a man. Anybody else get the idea from Jacob State Farm in this? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go take a walk. And she goes and gets the phone and looks at the caller ID, and it says unknown number. So that night, after his wife, whose name is Helen, goes to bed, Anthony Googles Adam Bell, history teacher, and finds out that he works at the University of Toronto. And once he goes back to sleep, she gets up and finds the piece of paper where he wrote Adam Bell, history teacher, and she Googles him and finds out that he works at the University of Toronto. Which, if he is really a teacher... I how does his wife not know he's a fucking teacher? Or where he works. Or how could he possibly be, be teaching under a different name? Like, this, <laughs> this is the thing that makes no sense. If right. there, this is a giant plot hole. Like, his wife would know he's a teacher. Yeah. And be like, why are you Googling yourself? <laughs> Weirdo. And like, she why is he weird. teaching under a different name? It would make more sense that the Anthony Clare name isn't the real name, and Adam Bell is, but he's married to a woman who calls him Anthony. Unless his name is Anthony Adam Bell, but she, <laughs> he's Anthony Clare. It is odd. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what's called a plot hole. Yeah. So well, we, won't, we won't lean into that. 
We go back to the professor who walks into class to prepare for the lecture. And then we see that Helen has come. She's going to try to see this dude mm-hmm. who sounds just like her husband. So uh, Adam's phone rings. It's Anthony. And he's been thinking about it. He wants him to meet. And uh, he knows of a place called the Breezeway Inn. It's about an hour outside of the city. They're going to meet there Sunday at 1 o'clock. It's not a place. It's a hotel. Yeah. It's a motel. Yeah, it's a motel. So, hi, <laughs> dude I've never met. Meet me at, meet me at a Tony was like, hotel. Why don't they just go to a coffee shop? Yeah, why are they going to go like, an I hour outside the city? It's an hour out of town. <laughs> no. It's like, how about we meet at Starbucks yeah. five minutes from my house? Outside. <laughs> is this the same hotel that he takes, uh, what's her name? I think it is. It I looks the same. Is this his shagging hotel? <laughs> mm. I think I think you might be onto something there. This is his go-to. This is his hotel. <laughs> yes, yes, this charge, is his hotel. Yes, they charge by the Ooh, night or by the hour. Hotel, motel, or Holiday Inn. <laughs> if your chick starts acting up, then you take her friend. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Pitbull. You're welcome. So Adam is surprised, but he also seems like, all right, I'm finally going to meet this guy. Like, he's relieved almost. And, um... Yay. He sits on a bench, and this is when Helen sees him, and she's like, holy fucking shit, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> that man is my husband. Yo, she just kind of husband. stares at him, and he looks over, and he's like, hello, and he asks if everything's all right, how far along is she? Six months, the same amount of time since he's been to his agent place. <laughs> but she's not six months pregnant. Did she tell him that, or no, did he tell her that he quit his job? To become an actor, because maybe his mom's artist, maybe his mom has money and is supporting them or something. I think his mom has money and is supporting them. Do you, he quit his job to become an actor and then she keeps saying actor like made up this ben person Kingsley Adam and Bell and got a job as him. I don't. I don't know that he would have. T- I think she still thinks he's acting, but he quit acting when he found out she was pregnant to get a real job. And maybe that's when he made up this person and got a job as him. <laughs> but he seems to have quit going to the agency around when she got pregnant. And now he his main source of income is teaching. It's te- yeah, it just doesn't. But he does, when he talks about the blueberries, he says for the shoot. It's like he's still doing commercials or something, according mm-hmm. to that personality. But the agency hasn't seen him in six months. Yeah. So that's not real. <laughs> hmm. This is a lot like um, the last Joker movie. You don't know what the fuck's real, yeah. what's not. But I'm happy there's less Robert De Niro in it. Cause. <laughs> so he, he tells her that it's nice that she's six months pregnant. And he's like, I should go. I have a class to teach. And he kind of laughs and says, you never know how your day is going to turn out. And then he tells her to have a nice day, and he walks away. And, and then she's she like gets wrecked. She gets out her phone and calls Anthony, and we watch Adam walk away. And as soon as we can't see him anymore, hello, <laughs> the phone rings, and Anthony picks up. See, she should have got up. Well, I guess running after him would have been hard as when you're pregnant, but because she looked more than six months pregnant to me, she looked like eight. <laughs> so My first thought was she should get up and go find him. Be like, hey, <laughs> just call him there while he's sitting there. <laughs> Hold on a second. Which made me wonder <laughs> if this actress was actually pregnant. Because she did look a little... There were some times when her belly looked different sizes. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if she was hired because she was pregnant. And they had to film quickly. 
before she was not pregnant. <laughs> not that I think it would take long to film this. No. But no. Her, her scenes anyways. Her scenes probably took a couple weeks. <laughs> At most. So she doesn't say anything when he answers the phone. She just goes home, walks in the house, kind of drops her bag on the floor, and it's like, what in the hell is going on with my life right now? <laughs> and he's the husband that his wife calls him, and she doesn't say anything, and he's like, eh, fuck it. Goes on about the rest of his day. <laughs> like, he's not a good husband. I was like, oh, so that would freak me out. Yeah, a little bit. And I'd be calling you back constantly until you answer the phone. And yeah. Something is wrong. I'm like, where are you? What's wrong? So uh, he comes home from a run, and he's talking about how hot it is and how he's been trying to keep up with this 22-year-old kid who's been running behind him. And then he's like, do you think I should, sh- should yeah, cut my name? beard because it's been really hot? And and then he's like, where are the blueberries? They have to be the organic blueberries. These are the regular blueberries. To which I answered all fucking <laughs> <laughs> And no she, such thing as non-organic. Well, I guess there's non-organic blueberries, but if you get it from the fucking store, it looks like a blueberry. It's a goddamn organic blueberry. <laughs> I'll stop us <laughs> using the organic, word organic, organic or ceramic. One yeah. Or the other. Look, they say they're organic because they're not sprayed with pesticides. But little known fact: if your veg, if your fruits or vegetables cross state lines, guess what they're sprayed with? Pesticides. Yep. Also, let's stop misusing the word organic. <laughs> Do me a favor. It's, it's annoying. It's all organic. Every yeah, it's all organic. So, uh, except for um, like cheese whiz, that shit's probably not. He's like, Why'd you call me earlier? Made with real cheese, yeah. And then he's like, What's wrong? I only say about the blueberries because they have, I read the magazine article and it said they have to be organic. And she just looks really upset and she gets up and walks away. And then we cut to her waking up in the living room from a nap. And uh, and he's sitting there and he's like, Are you gonna tell me what's wrong? And she's like, I went to see that guy, and he's like, What guy? The one who called, the one that sounds like you. He's like, that's, that's dangerous. Why did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like. Because you're fucking nutballs. She's really freaked <laughs> out. And she goes, he had the same voice. He looked exactly like you. And he's like, what do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, I think you know. That's when you take out a black marker and you mark a name on his head. <laughs> you're like, go about your day. <laughs> like I think you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. And then back in the long corridor from the beginning, a naked woman walks by, and she has a spider's head. <laughs> and that this, was, What the fuck was this about? <laughs> and that freaked me out. This jolts Adam awake. But and he Tony. is not the one who was in the corridor in the beginning. This is another one of those, they're the same person. So, I well, thought he just dreamed about, about spiders. That well, happened she to walks, the other one. Because I, I was a, was a naked girl. And she's walking on the ceiling. So I thought it was one of those weird cinematography things where she's going to get close and then spin upside down and she's going to be walking. But then when she gets close, close, you see she has a fucking spider maw. And you're like, oh, shit. she's walking on the ceiling. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh... Because, you know, that doesn't make sense. No, no. Adam drives to the hotel. He brings the envelope they gave him at the agency. He walks down the hall behind a woman dressed all in black with a very short skirt and thigh highs. And she has a black hair thing going on. Although you see blonde. Uh, It looks like a hat, but it also looks like hair. So I don't know what's going on with that. It's just a layered hair color. It's lovely. Very black. I was still in the naked 
Oh, spider chick. So I didn't. And I thought maybe that. she was supposed to be somewhat reminiscent of a spider too, because of oh. all the black. I thought she was supposed to be in the when you first see her, just kind of from the back. It kind of looks like she's a hooker, but then when you zoom out, she just looks like goth chick. So I think it was just supposed to make you think that the hotel was seedier than it actually is. Well, because they zoomed in on her butt. Yeah, they did do that too. That was weird. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's this woman's. Yeah, ass. no one is afraid of nudity in this. Film, <laughs> Apparently dude. not. No, so this, you know, she called him, Mom, I'm going to be in a Jake Gyllenhaal movie. What are you going to do? They're going to zoom in on my ass. But it's not male. What are you going to wear? But it's it's only female. <laughs> About that. He's never naked. No. He's a little naked. Well, you see some Jake Gyllenhaal butt. We see yeah. some butt. Yeah, but that's it. We don't see no Jake Gyllenhaal balls. No. <laughs> but for as much as these women are naked, yeah, he yeah. should also be just walking around naked. Like it's balls are flapping. It's upsetting because it's only women. Right. So well, he, because they're naked, and it's also because they're naked for so long. Like, it's one thing, and like, you know, you see the hot girl or whatever, and then she's naked. You're like, oh, she's naked. And then, like, five minutes into it, you're like, I'm starting to feel kind of bad. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't mind you want to flash your boobs or whatever because it's a movie or whatever, but if you're, like, naked for, like, a long period of time, I'm starting to feel voyeuristic and be but, like, I don't well, want you know, to see like this. Like, the scene near the end where Helen is in the shower, and she's just, like, soaping her naked, be- yeah. her belly, and she's just naked and, like, why... And it's not like he's watching her or looking at her or anything like that. He, she's just, we just keep seeing her in the shower. Like, just, I just need shower noise. I don't need yeah. to actually see naked Helen in the shower. <laughs> it adds nothing. I don't feel as bad for them as I did for Sharon Stone and the specialist. Oh, no, no. no. Was, but I, I do feel bad that these women are all butt booty naked. Like, it, yes. I hope it wasn't cold on set. But I feel like this is another thing because it's happening in his head. He's not going to be watching himself naked, but he does see them naked all the time. <laughs> I know. I just, it makes it, dis- it makes it disgusting to watch. It <laughs> makes the visualness of this movie disgusting because it's only the women. It's so ultra sexualized that it makes the movie disgusting. Well, let's blame the director then. Okay. I will Moving blame on. the director and the writers. It may, well, but, yeah, sure. Okay. Moving on. So, um, he goes in the room by himself and... Then when Anthony gets there, they kind of just stare at each other. And Anthony's like, okay, so we really do look just alike. And he's like, let me see your hands. This is when I was like, this hand is your hand. This hand is my hand. No, wait, that's your hand. No, wait, that's my hand. <laughs> and he's God, like... God, about uh, died. Oh, man. It was so and funny. I'm sorry, when you meet... As a person in a seedy hotel who looks just <laughs> like you, he gets really weirded out by it. And the other guy's like, No, I'm on board. Let's figure out what's going on. Are we brothers or something? And he's like, I gotta go. Why? He's like, We're not brothers. And then he goes, Do you have a scar on your chest? And he's, You do have a scar on your chest, don't you? And then he's like, I am leaving. <laughs> and I was like, It's the same fucking person. Yeah, John was also man. like, They need to take out dicks to compare. <laughs> I was like, if Well, that's what his mom says. Uh-huh. Did you get naked in that's front true, of this person? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, right, pull your dick out. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Because or, it's, it's the same person, you'll know. But, uh, he... Just saying. It's almost like the Anthony character... I would, never, I would never think... If if I went there, I would never think we're the same person. I would just be like, this guy looks just like me. That's crazy. It would never go farther than that. <laughs> and maybe after like a few days or something, if I saw he had the same mannerisms or the same tics or some weird... I would definitely... That's why you meet at a coffee shop and you'd be like, hey, do you see this guy? Oh, you see him? Okay. He spins his coffee before he drinks it or, you know, some weird shit. I'd be like, okay, this is weird. But if I just, you know, I would never go, do you have scars like me? You know? <laughs> like, 
I would definitely be talking to my mom, though. Yeah. Do I have a twin that we were separating? Am I adopted? Are you lying to me? I would call her right then. Hey, mom, I'm looking at this dude that looks just like me. So who you fucking? No, I'd be like, hold on, we're gonna Facetime, and I Facetime mom and go, look, this is us together. Yeah, and then the worst part is (laughs) she would just see you. (laughs) Just see you. (laughs) She'd be like, okay, honey, that's great. And call like nine one one. Psychiatric place. Go send a mind with the white coat. Right? But it's almost like the Anthony character is happy about this. Well, that's and how you would act if you see somebody looks just like you. Like the this is Adam awesome. character is like, oh no, this is fucking up my reality. Yeah, uh, because the Adam character is well, the alternate. In hindsight, I look at it as this is the moment where the Anthony persona is taking over, and the Adam persona is losing. So one of them is going to be dominant. It's like a fight club when the Well, you would think that the, the Adam persona was just a temporary split anyways. Mm-hmm. Because Anthony obviously has to be the... Because for a split personality, they're battling to see who's going to be the dominant personality yeah. inside the body. So this is that. Well, you would but think... This also so, comes... This also, that also usually comes from trauma. So what happened to him? His wife got pregnant. That's so he, trauma? That's the trauma. That is the trauma. But it usually, he's not ready to be a dad. So he created... Clearly. He's also not ready to be a faithful husband. He's also not ready to be a functioning member of society. But, I don't know if that's enough But trauma. the Anthony character created the Adam character because Anthony is the one that she's married to. Mm. And Adam's so, the one that's fucking the mistress. <laughs> Is it cheating? Which is weird that Adam has the one that has the job that's making the money. This is what I don't get. It would be better if he was an actor and he was he took this thing as a professor for a role and then stayed or something. You know, if they had some kind of weird thing with it. Yeah. And then he, he had a psychotic break, so he thought he was him or something. I don't Tony, know. stop fixing it. I don't know. I I kept waiting for like this weird, weird, weird no, no. shit. It needs to be it needs to be like this. Otherwise, because <laughs> if it makes sense, then people will watch it. <laughs> It's a strange turn in that sentence. <laughs> so Adam leaves, but as he's leaving, he's like, "Here's they gave me this when I went to your talent agency. It's yours. And he runs out of there because he's freaked out. And he gets in his car and he speeds off. And uh, so as he's speeding down the road, Anthony drives past him on his motorcycle, but he slows and looks right at him before <laughs> he speeds off. And when he gets home, Anthony tells Helen, don't worry, that guy won't be calling here again. And uh, Adam is shaken up. So we cut to Adam and his lady friend leaving together for work one morning. So I guess she spent the night. Well, hey, (laughs) about time. (laughs) And uh, it's a big step. Yeah. Anthony watches her. As she walks and gets on the bus or the train. And so now, you know, they're definitely the same person. Why? Because look how creepy these fuckers are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he totally creep stalkers her. It's so... Like he wanted to wear her as a skin suit. This is the kind of vibe I'm getting from him. He's like staring at her the whole time they're riding. And he's he's like checking her out. And her legs. He's staring at her ankles. Yeah, he really stared at her calves for a while. What is this, 1910? (laughs) (laughs) People talked about in some of the reviews a lot of female shoe imagery because of the ladies at the sex club with their big heels and then we see the girlfriend's heels and then when Adam goes to their house he pulls out one of her heels and it's another thing with the being weak around women situation there's a foot situation yeah or a shoe situation. See, this thing's like a parfait. It's got well, layers. Like, a lot of layers. <laughs> he, like, he was staring at like her back and the back of her neck, which is you know, supposed to be one of those 
very feminine, like beautiful, erotic, like the silhouette of a woman. But then he stares at her legs and I'm like, oh my God, they're just ankles, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And then I had to ask John if women in high heels were sexier because of the high heels. And he said no. (laughs) And I was like, I'm just curious. But some people think high heels are very sexy. Some Mm -hmm. people do. If you're a leg man, I guess you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. Or but, a footman. Uh, or a footman. <laughs> so he follows her to work. And lucky for him, she bursts on the first floor. And there's all the windows. <laughs> and, and of course, she's, he wouldn't be able to see her. That's not how yeah. those yeah, windows true. work. That's true. And she would see him. Mm-hmm. She He's would the only see one him. there. Like... What if you think that because Elaine wouldn't see you or Carla wouldn't see me if we were just standing at the window like looking in <laughs> and it's like what the fuck are you doing? It's not this glass isn't on backwards. Yeah. It's not like, like I got a phone call. What are you doing, Creepo? Yeah. The whatever room is darker is the one that sees. Yeah. Which is why in at night you see into office buildings and during the day you see out. <laughs> and John's like offices aren't on the first floor like that either <laughs> you wouldn't have someone to, hey we're gonna put your desk right by where everybody walks by all day and they yeah. can see you yeah. well that's just fucking terrible you're never gonna get anything done yeah. we're gonna be waving at you and shit mm-hmm. no that's not no 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 <laughs> even if they couldn't see you because that's not how glass works um, or windows well, that is how office, glass works well, <laughs> technically <laughs> it's, not, it's not how office windows work right uh, um, she could see it would still be distracting to see people all day oh yeah mm-hmm Plus, you have no privacy, you know? You're trying to work, and people are just looking in the window at you. Like, they can't the see you, because that's not how windows right, right, right. work. Like, what if your butt itches, and she's got to work with everybody looking at you, scratching your butt? Yeah. Hey, butts itch every now and again, okay? It's a thing. If you don't know how to scratch your butt without people looking at you, then you need some help. <laughs> that's a, oops, sorry. Shook the whole table. So, Adam goes to visit his mother. And she does seem to be wealthy. And that's why I think she's a butt. And a, pal- and a <laughs> painter. She, she seems to be some sort of artist. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just scratch my butt. See, look, you just lift, lift the cheek, right? That's not oh. how you scratch your butt. That's how you let out a fart. <laughs> <laughs> you just lift the one cheek so it can escape. That's not how that works. Oh, man. So she's like, there has to be some difference between you. Did you take off your clothes in front of this man? Boom. He says... No, and she's like, look, I'm going to pretend like this never happened because this is ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually doesn't seem like the right approach. Because he's clearly Adam in this scene. And then yeah. she says the silly acting thing. You're like, that's confirmation. Mm-hmm. Boom. And then the movie's like, or is it? <laughs> but uh, she's like, look, you have enough trouble just don't see men strange men in hotel rooms that's weird yeah. you have enough trouble just sticking to one do woman naked. don't bring men into this <laughs> and uh, she's like look you're my only son and I'm your only mother and that's that and she's like the last thing or no she says you have a good job you have a nice apartment she's not talking about Adam's apartment she's talking about Anthony's apartment it's clearly <laughs> Anthony the whole time or is it it's clearly Anthony and, uh, it's a little bit of both that's when she says, frankly, you need to get rid of this fantasy of being a third-rate movie actor. And he's really like, I'm sorry, what now? And she gives him blueberries, and he says, I don't like blueberries. And she's like, of course you do. Because <laughs> that's Adam sitting there. And uh, we pan out over the city again. And this but we do time, learn that Anthony is the real person. Did you see Split? Split, yes. It's good. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> This time there is a giant spider walking over the city. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I think that's why one of the, one of the like theories is that it's like a <laughs> body snatcher situation. It's just there's <laughs> weird fucking spiders for no reason. Yeah. So Adam goes home. At least he's one who had a naked body. That was weird. And he kind of is like, what the hell is my mom talking about? And this is when he lifts his shirt and we see the same scar Boom. that Anthony has. Meanwhile, Anthony is practicing some lines in front of a mirror. And It looks like he's trying to start a fight with himself. Did you fuck my wife? And he pounds on the mirror a couple times. And then he seems happy. He's like, all right, I got it. That's it. And uh, then he's doing more lines. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to take your clothes and your car and your girlfriend. And I are going to go on a romantic getaway for the night. And then tomorrow I'll bring her back, give you your stuff back, and disappear from your life forever. And I'm like, what? He (laughs) goes to Adam's house. (laughs) And uh, Adam is like, what the fuck are you doing here? I'm going to call the police. And Anthony's like, go ahead. What are you going to tell him? Go ahead. Call the police. It's what you say. All right. And, uh, Strange man won't leave. Yeah. And Nobody's then <laughs> he does the whole conversation where he confronts like, him. Yeah. Who brought my wife into this? Why'd you have to bring my wife into no, this? Then he says, did you fuck my wife? And the answer should have been no. Well, he never says no, though. He never says no, which is the first thing he should have said is... Because he did. No! (laughs) (laughs) But he didn't know he fucked this guy's wife! But he did. Deep down, he knows. (laughs) Subconsciously, he cannot say no. If someone says, did you fuck my wife and you're like, and you didn't, you should be like, no. But if it's you... (laughs) (laughs) But he still didn't fuck his wife! (laughs) But he did! (laughs) I gotta go with Tony on this one. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, we see that, like you said, Anthony has become the dominant personality, and Adam is realizing that he's not, and that he's been faced with this reality. Either and he way, he slept with his wife. Either way, <laughs> even if he did sleep with his wife, you don't let this dude pretend to be you and go take your girlfriend on a getaway. That's true. Yes. <laughs> I don't fucking you don't care. Let, you don't let you steal your girlfriend <laughs> from you. I'm confused. Is this cheating? <laughs> It's complicated. Adam is che- or Anthony is cheating, but the girlfriend is not cheating because she, she doesn't, doesn't know. know it's him. Anthony's cheating. Adam is not. Well, Adam then does. Well, Adam does, but he's not yet. Because he gets upset, so then he goes. Because <laughs> that'll show him. him. What? That'll show me. What's the girlfriend's name? Mary. They, I think they call her Mary once. Mary. Um, so I just call her the girlfriend in the notes. But she, she didn't cheat on her boyfriend because she didn't know that wasn't her boyfriend. And when she found out, she freaked out. That's true. I guess. This this uh, was not her fault. All right. It's very complicated. So anyway, we see that Anthony puts on his clothes and leaves the place. And Adam is just sitting in the chair letting him do it. You're going to take my car. You're going to go fuck my girlfriend. Okay. He's like, cool. Have fun. Um... Anthony Use picks a condom. Up. I don't want to catch anything from me. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony picks up Adam's lady friend, and they're driving out of the city. And Adam takes a cab to Anthony's house. And he goes into the entrance of the building, and there's a phone there so you can call to be buzzed in. And he picks up the phone, and then there's the dude who works there. The dude is in this? The dude who works there. <laughs> you the creepiest you dude I would move. <laughs> He's drinking a white Russian in the bathrobe. <laughs> Knowing that this dude has access to every apartment in this building, I'm sorry, honey, we have to move. <laughs> yeah. Carry on. He's, He's like, a bit of a creep. Mr. Claire, are you okay? And he's like, I lost, I left my keys. Uh, or I forgot my keys. And he's like, is Mrs. St. Clair not home? And he's like, no. And he's like, do you want me to let you in? 
That would be perfect. So, so that would be dandy. He gets on the elevator with him, and this is when the dude is like, I can't stop thinking about the other night. I know I shouldn't talk about it, but I really want to go again. Is there any way I can go again? I know they changed the locks and sent out the new keys, and I know I'm not on the list. And Adam's like, I, I don't know if you can do that again. And this is when you're like, um, this is the only other mention of this weird little sex cult in the beginning, and it doesn't make any sense. It's it could be in his delusion. That well, everything got... happens again. So yeah, so it so, might not. This this is another conversation like the conversation with the teacher. Did it happen at all, or was it just his delusion? I'll, I'll give it some credence because it's somebody else saying it, but right? So or is it? <laughs> no, but is the it... teacher that suggested the movie? We're saying we don't know if that really happened. I think that happened. Oh, yeah, but do you? But do you think that the that, that the doorman actually went to the club, or do you think that he's just silently standing next to Adam while Adam's delusion is talking about the club? Well, how did the doorman get in? He went with Anthony. But I thought you can't bring people. He obviously he could. Oh. Maybe it was special plus one night. But he kind of says, I don't know if it's possible for you to go back. Like, I don't know if I can bring you again. We're crushing but spiders and you can bring somebody I tonight. Do, I do think the doorman is real. I can I No, can I think he's a real person. Real, but I think I, he's a real person, but do you think this conversation is real? I'd have to watch it again. Because how else would he have gotten oh, in the well, building? Yeah. Obvious, well, I mean, <laughs> with his keys. <laughs> when he's just saying, I said, This guy made a whole other person to sleep with another person. I think you could conjure him some keys. But he has, he has fucking keys. All right, keep oh going, Carl. Keep going. Oh he doesn't so need to be letting because he's got his... Oh, it reminds me of the end of Bill and Ted. It's like, well, we're going to remember to go back and get the keys. And, you know, it's constant switching it over. That's oh, funny as shit. Man. So he gets into the house and he's all by himself. And he just kind of looks around. And then he looks in the closet. This is when he pulls out one of Helen's shoes and looks at it for a second. I'm just happy he didn't sniff it. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then he puts on Anthony's clothes and hides his clothes high up in the closet. And uh, then he just waits. He reads a magazine. And then while he waits, he sees the photo from the beginning that he had the ripped version of. And this one has Helen in it. Helen is the one hugging him. And uh, she gets home and she's like, you you weren't going to be home. I didn't know you were coming home. <laughs> and, he's, and she's like, you should have called. I stayed at, late at the pool because I thought nobody was home. And then she's like, I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, she came straight home from the pool and went to bed. Why? What time yeah. is it? <laughs> what time is it? I asked that, and Elaine said, or maybe she's just a pregnant lady and tired. That's oh, true, well, but still, what, what time is she it? She sleeps a lot in this movie. Uh, On the couch. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's good for her. No. So it's good for her being pregnant with the support, but couches aren't going to really, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But, I get baby uh, boats. I don't deal with that. I though. mean, when I was a member of the Y, I could go swimming until 9 o'clock yeah. at night, on 30 at night. When you came home, you take a shower. But her hair wasn't you wet. You can't shower at the gym, though. Mm-hmm. But her hair wasn't wet. Maybe she works there. Maybe she's blow drying her hair. There's blow dryers. Maybe she's not real. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's real. <laughs> um, Maybe she's a spider. <laughs> so she changes into her pajamas and she goes to bed. And then we cut and we see Anthony and the girlfriend arriving at the hotel that looks, the room looks just like the room that the guys met in. 
Um, Adam asks Helen twice if she needs anything, and she's like, are you okay? <laughs> and he's like, well, I mean, you were at the pool for a long time, and then you had to walk home, and you're pregnant, and does, do you need anything? And she's like, why don't you come to bed? <laughs> yeah. Like, but she's need... looking at him funny, and she's no. had her suspicions from the beginning. Yeah, and when she's taking his clothes off, she's biting her bottom lip like she needs some good she's deep dick. She's looking at him, and she figures out that this is not the Anthony persona. This is the Adam persona. I don't think she figured that she out. She can tell the difference. Well, she when she cuddles with him, she asks how his day was at school. And he's like, what? But if she's his actual <laughs> wife, then she knows that Anthony's actual job is a fucking teacher. <laughs> so why would she go to the school? Even though that's what I'm saying. They're not putting, they're not sewing up these plot holes. You may have found them. the 15th plot hole. <laughs> it's the same plot hole. She, <laughs> yes, she does know that it's Adam it's because she says something in that and he says what and she says never mind. Yeah. Like she wasn't sure it was him so she drops the school bomb and to see how he would react. And uh, I mean it, it, it is him. Yeah. I think she's just deal, trying to deal with these double personalities. So she's like, how was school? And he's she, like, what? And she's like, never mind. Did you sleep with my wife? <laughs> <laughs> well, probably. He's like, I'm going to have to give name tags. So back at the hotel, there's some hibbity-dibbity happening. Oh, she hasn't been naked in about five years. They are going at it. And then she keeps wanting to, like, hold his hands. And she feels a mark on his finger where the ring has been. And she freaks out. And she's like, there's a mark on your finger from a ring. And he's like, no, I've had this forever. And she's like, no, you have not. This is where I'm like, well, maybe they're not the same person. <laughs> this is where I'm, but you know, this is like, well, it doesn't make sense. How could, they can't be the same person now because she's freaking out about a, a ring. And she probably would have seen that because women notice that kind of thing. Now, here's the thing. See, now that I know that they're the same person, uh-huh. is she freaking out because she thinks he's a stranger or is she freaking out because she thinks he's gone back to his wife, which he promised he wasn't with anymore, which is why he's in the shit apartment? <laughs> it makes more sense. The second one. That checks out. I thought about that, too. Because I thought she was freaking out because she knew this was not the guy that she was with because I'm still on there. There are two different people trying to, but obviously, <laughs> they're the same person. So I also have considered... I'm just more of... So I'm giving you some dick, and then you're looking at my finger? <laughs> in well, the dark, you see my finger? She felt it. He has like a ridge You're not distracted? It. She should be feeling something else, is what yes. I'm saying. Mm. Well, I mean, fingers, she, yes, but... Well, is this TMI? I don't know if this is TMI. I noticed John's hands when we're... Mid-coitus. Yeah, like if he's touching my leg and stuff, because like if his hands are really calloused or something like that, I notice. Would you... No, but if his hands were really, but I do notice if his hands are extra calloused because depending like when he's been working weightlifting more, his right. hands get really calloused. I always notice if there are calluses on his hands but wait, versus but, there's not. But did so she... if she notices a callus, a, a weird bump oh, from where okay. the ring okay. is rubbing, yeah. I will say I, and she does keep holding That's his true. hands. Okay. Okay. So like she I thought was, she saw she it. Like no, no, she felt no, she felt like okay. the the ridge from where your ring okay. rests because it makes like an an, an indent. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, so let's wrap this thing sense. up. 
So, so uh, he's obviously been wearing his ring more. Mm-hmm. So he's like, what is wrong with you? And she's like, who are you? You you have the mark on your finger from a ring. And and she's, he's like, I've always had that. And she's like, no. And uh, she's like, don't touch me. And uh, Adam jolts awake when this situation happens. And... Uh, Anthony and the girlfriend go to drive home. He's pissed. She's upset. Helen or Adam's upset for we don't know why, but it's, it's he's an identity having, situation. He's having a nervous <laughs> break. <laughs> and, and also, uh, there's spiders taking over the city. I mean, it's a rough day. He start, he's on the couch, like sitting in the dark, crying. Yeah. Helen joins him on the couch, and he just says he can't sleep, and she says she can't sleep either. And he's crying, and he says he's sorry. And uh, the girlfriend asks why Anthony is doing this to her and tells him to stop the car. And they get into a fight. But Helen kisses Adam and tells him she wants him to stay. She likes this guy better than Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> His personality. And then they... <laughs> the hibbity-dibbity. Yeah. And we cut back and forth from the, them having the hibbity-dibbity on the couch to Anthony and the girlfriend fighting in the car. Yeah. And that results in a car accident. Because she wants Anthony, so he yeah. kills the other person. She wants Adam, so Anthony yeah. dies. And like a fight club uh, when he shoots himself in the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody's like, holy Tyler shit, dies. he still died. Yeah. So, uh, then the next morning we then hear... does she die? The girlfriend? Uh, yeah. Is she real? <laughs> I don't know that she was real. I, mean, she, a I thing think on she the, was real. Well, there's a thing on But the I don't news. think the accident was real. Well, on the news, they say there's an accident. Yeah. Yes, but, but that could be but that could be any accident. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to split here in a minute. Uh, but in his head, in his head. I'm Anthony now. Anthony is having sex no, I'm with Tony. Having this fight. Aren't you always and he Anthony kills him off in this accident. So he says goodbye to the girlfriend and goodbye to Anthony, and he's just going to be Adam, Adam and Helen, raising Anthony's yes. baby. <laughs> I guess. Luckily, it looks like him. Well, it's... Um, you look like do real they kind of... Does he now kind of merge? <laughs> His son's going to grow up. He's going to be like, I have and like, to well, it's weird. This is your real dad. Like, yeah. well, it's, weird it's, you. it's weirder than that, though. because So Helen's in the shower, and Adam is getting dressed, and he's just gonna be living this good life now and I'm like what the hell like so Anthony's dead he's never gonna come back and I kept expecting there to be like a phone call to Adam's phone because he was the person in because it was his car and his ID like I keep expecting there to be some and him to like get a phone call saying his girlfriend was dead and there's people yeah. in his car were killed or something right mm-hmm. but then he finds the key yeah and then he tells <laughs> Helen that he's might go out later mm-hmm. because it's a pattern and history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. So now we have to start this whole fucking process again. <laughs> now he's going out but the sex because club. he finally settled into this, okay, I'm a grown up now. I'm going to be a good husband and father. And then he finds the key. He's like, oh, gotta oh. watch me get some spiders. <laughs> There's that temptation to the. To the old life. And then it seems like Adam disappears and Anthony's already automatically uh, back. And then what happens? He goes, he's like, Helen, Helen, <laughs> and she doesn't answer. And he goes to uh, the bedroom and she's a big old spider. <laughs> and for like the 15th time, I went, what? <laughs> cowers in the corner from him. 
because he gonna hurt her. Because <laughs> he does nothing but hurt her, that poor woman. <laughs> True. Uh, so while he is weak to women, the way male spiders are weak to female spiders, he just keeps hurting this one poor woman. <laughs> well, he and an the enemy. movie's over. Mm. And it's a pattern. Mm-hmm. And it'll start all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Silently <laughs> shaking his head, smiling and giving us a thumbs up. Like, thank God it's over. All right, Elaine, give us your okay. rundown. Um. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite characters are Danny Benasai and Sauter Jarai. I, I don't know how to say his last name. People who did the score. They're the two gentlemen who did the score of this movie because it was the best character. It was the only one that was actually acting. And the only thing that was making this movie thrilling. Like, so much clarinet. I'm just like it was ups and it was putting all this the score cowboy. was putting all this tension in scenes that had no tension. <laughs> That's true. Like there, there was definitely some scenes and then they just a lot had of music people and that like, really on? like this movie talk about the score and how this director and picks mo- or directs movies and and makes they have worked sure with him good scores. They have worked with him on other movies I looked, but the thing about it is the score is projecting all this tension. But you're so confused because there's no tension in anything that you're watching. <laughs> the actors are not playing off the... Sc- like, it's weird. It's like, why is this scene so tense? He's just walking. <laughs> because your mind's crazy. It's not. Okay, so but they're my favorite character. <laughs> okay, that was a way My least favorite character is the creepy doorman. <laughs> my favorite scene is the meet at the hotel because we're identical and twins. <laughs> Um, my favorite line is not going to be a line at all, but the little thing at the beginning that says chaos Shit, is ordered yet mine. undeciphered. Mm-hmm. It was never spoken, but it's the best line said in this movie. And my favorite tertiary object is going to be the Nokia cell phone, because that's funny. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> all right, John. Well, now I'm not prepared, so I'm just going to wing it. Um, my favorite character is Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, my least favorite character is Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Which one? Yes. <laughs> uh, my favorite scene is, uh, this hand is your hand, this hand is my hand. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> favorite line was the same as Elaine's. <laughs> my, no, I, I, my favorite line I'm going to go with, um, did you fuck my wife? Because... Yes. <laughs> and no. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> but I will. When will then be now? Soon. Soon. <laughs> You've gone um, too far, you must go back. My favorite tertiary object is the video store. Because I miss video tapes? stores. Yeah. They weren't tapes, they were DVDs. Although he gets a DVD. They mm. might have had tapes, though. They might have tapes. <laughs> and... That'll do it for me, I guess. That's everything, right? Yeah, that's everything. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I can't. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't fathom how you wouldn't love this movie. So. <laughs> um, I don't know what this movie. Is. If you could tell me what this movie's about, real quick, I'll give you a yay, nay, or maybe. <laughs> I, I just didn't get it. Like, what's the spider? What the, what the fucking spiders? The I know it's supposed to be. Oh, the web thing. Yeah, you, no. <laughs> I kept trying to, to link that while we were watching to Piss Carly off. I was like, he's on the web. 
<laughs> I was like, he spied her through the window. <laughs> I was like, I've got it, but it didn't work. So. No. no. I'm putting you down as a net. Okay. Right next the, to me. The dude obliged. <laughs> All right, Tony, what'd you think? Well, Tony thought that We're, his favorite character was Adam. His mm-hmm. least favorite character was Anthony. Mm-hmm. What did Anthony think? Anthony thought <laughs> <laughs> his favorite scene is uh, the meeting at school. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite line whoa, is at school when she's like, he's like, how many men- months are you? She's like, six months. He goes, that's nice. I should be going. I have a class to teach. <laughs> <laughs> you never know how your day is going to turn out. And have a nice day. And he smiles and walks away. Like, wow. <laughs> Psychopath. Uh, and my favorite tertiary object is the key. Ew. <laughs> it leads to the weird naked spiders. <laughs> but it has all the power. But were there ever spiders in the weird naked sex thing? Or was it just if naked There ladies? is a weird naked sex thing. <laughs> yeah. Could have been a library key. We he don't could know. have just sat in a closet and looked at the fucking light because he's a nutball. I don't know. <laughs> and saw a spider come down and this is all fucking going in his head. I don't know. But, uh... I'll may bay it because <laughs> it's fucking crazy. So I, I thought that was kind of neat, but it's it's not definitely it's definitely not for everyone. Yeah, you're gonna watch this movie and you're gonna be like, oh, that was kind of neat because it's something different. Or you're gonna watch this movie and go, wow, that's an hour and whatever. I'm not getting back. Hour thirty. Audrey, I don't think this is for you either. If <laughs> <laughs> you made it this far, if you man, this is not for you, Nikki. You might like this movie. Emily, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know you very well. <laughs> All right, so my, le- my my favorite character is poor old Helen, although I will say Jake Gyllenhaal does a good job acting in this movie. Well, he's my favorite character. It's <laughs> not really acting, but you but she's my favorite character. He, You can tell the difference between just the way they walk and the way they carry themselves, and he does a very good job with yeah, that. Yeah, he definitely played himself I mean, differently. He's good. <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's definitely a Superman Clark Kent hair moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Anthony's my least favorite character. <laughs> My favorite scene is the same as Tony's. My favorite line is the same as Tony's. <laughs> but not the same as Usually it's me and you. Yeah, this time it's me and Tony. And my favorite tertiary object were the sunglasses that he bought at the store to, to spy. I actually liked those sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> so right. well, bought sunglasses to spy. <laughs> and I like the movie. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Early is a yay. It's weird, but I like I like movies that make me think some. And I like movies that are kind of weird. So, well, so that's that. Okay. <laughs> it's hard for me to pick scary movies because I don't like scary movies. <laughs> All right, well. Uh, do, it's yeah. more of a creepy drama, which is more my style. So anyway. Uh, please find us on facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast on instagram at unmovie podcast dogs on twitter at unmovie podcast and you can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you and tune in next week on the podcast for Elaine's pick for Tony's birthday, birthday I have given this a lot of thought and I have decided to do one of the movies that scared me the most as a child, 1975's made-for-TV movie, Trilogy of Terror. That's right, Audra. Taking it in the way, way back machine. <laughs> All right. Thanks for only doing the audience of one. I, 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 this movie is for an audience of one, for Tony, because well, I thought it would be funny. I've never seen or heard of this movie. It so. could be really good. 
It could be just trash, but after watching Slither, he kind of likes trash. <laughs> so we'll probably like it either she way. To say is, after watching Slither, it's payback time. <laughs> so either it'll be like, it could be legit kind of scary in an old school horror kind of way. I have no idea what it's about. So. It could just be one of those so bad it's funny movies. Or it could just be Jack Frost too. We don't know what we're going to get. I barely remember it. I just remember it terrifying me as a child. And I remember... One scene in particular was horrific, but we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what scared. What, how old were you when you watched it? Oh, God. 1975, so she was negative five. Negative five? <laughs> no, I probably had to be like five or six. Okay. It'll be interesting to see what scared the shit out of her when she was five or six. And if it scares you now, have you seen it since? No. Okay. Could, it could scare me now. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Could give me nightmares. We don't know. Okay. It's a song that plays at the end of the movie. <laughs> well, we'll look forward to that. And um, that can't be weirder than this. <laughs> well, that's a bold you know statement, what? you know? <laughs> it was the 70s. You never know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Booger Sugar was flowing. No, oh, Quaaludes. No, no. There's all kinds of weird movies out there. I'm sure Carly will pick them all eventually. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as weird as the Weird Body Snatcher movie that I did oh, watch. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, well, that, that I came in late on because I thought she's watching this romance and it ends up being this it's like this guy and this girl hanging out and you're like okay whatever and they're having like this intense relationship and I'm like okay what is this you know is this this lovey-dovey crap that, that Carly's into and I was like alright I'll, I'll watch the last five minutes of this and then he turns into this monster and I'm like what the fuck is this? what the fuck are you watching he sucks the life out of people and then takes over their lives and then he turns into this big cocoon on the bed and comes out of it and I'm like what is this? Definitely not the ending I thought this was going to be. I thought he was just going to make a boat. Movie. <laughs> well, we'll all hold our breath and hope We're never going to do it on the never. podcast. Oh. <laughs> there, there is a God, actually. 